we see ourselves in this life matters a lot. But most importantly, how God sees you. When you believe and see yourself how your Heavenly Father sees you, the sky will be your beginning point instead of your limit. Hi, I am Princess Vivian. Welcome to For the Bride of the Lamb podcast. Our topic today is how God sees you. Before we begin, let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for another day. Thank you for being our Father, for loving us with an everlasting love. Father, we ask you today for your help, your grace, direction, anointing. Teach us your word. May your word transform our lives, renew our minds, and heal our flesh. We ask you of these in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I need you to understand that God does not look at us or see us in the flesh or our outward appearance. The flesh, Jesus said, is weak. It amounts to nothing. Paul says that he was putting it under, beating it black and blue so that he is not disqualified after preaching the word because the flesh can mess you up. We are not flesh. We are spirits living in an earth suit called flesh. So God does not see you and I in the flesh. How then does God see us? Someone may ask. I'm glad you asked. First Samuel 16:7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Well, for one, we cannot see other people's hearts. But we can, you know, inquire and ask, what do you mean by this? Instead of running into a conclusion, explain to me, tell me more. But God can see our hearts. Also, we humans can see people's hearts by what they say. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, what someone says actually is what is in the person's heart. And you can know a lot about someone by what he or she says. But God can look directly into our hearts. That's why he told us not to judge, because we are not going to judge correctly. Because we only look at the outward appearance. He looks on our hearts, and our heart is not the blood pump. Our heart is the spirit man in you, the real you, that will go back to God after you die. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So God sees you and I as new creation, new creation in Christ. If you have received Christ in your life, it says, if anyone is in Christ, the person is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All your old way of living, your sins, everything you did, gone because now you are a new creation in Christ. That is how God sees you and I. The enemy is the one that will come and keep reminding you about the things you did in the past. That is when you quote this verse for him. And when he knows that you know who you are in Christ, he will flee. So why did God pronounce us new creation? Because in John 3.16 he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes in his only Son that he lovingly gave up for us all. Whoever believes, receives Christ in his or her life will not perish but have eternal life, will be called a new creation. Romans 5, 8 But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is why you are pronounced a new creation. When you receive Christ and all he did for you on the cross. Ephesians 1 6 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So you are accepted in the beloved. Who is the beloved? Jesus is the beloved. And all of us who have received him are God's beloved in him. So you are accepted, my friend. People may see you as queer, as however they want to see you, but God says, I accept you. And he has accepted you in the beloved. It's not based on what you have done or what you have not done. It is based solely on what Jesus did on the cross. So when you receive Christ, all he did will be, you know, set into your account. Now, you have all that. Yesterday, you did not have that. Today, you received Christ and your account is full, fat, with blessings from God. John 1, 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Yes, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So you are a child of God. 
Everyone in the world is made by God, but not everyone is a child of God. Only those who received Christ into their lives are called children of God, are given the right to become children of God. So you are a child of God and that's how God sees you. We have a podcast on what it means to be a child of God. I encourage you to go listen to that, to see who you are, what it means to be a child of God. Galatians 3.26 For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Yes, in Christ Jesus. If you are not in Christ, you are not a child of God. And how do you get in Christ? By receiving Jesus into your life. Ask him, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Lead me into the life you have for me from today onwards. And you will be born again. And you will be in Christ. Colossians 3.13 So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So, we have been chosen. You have been chosen by God. And you are holy and beloved. God chose you in Christ. He chose you in Christ and you are wholly set apart by God not because of anything you have done this is not because of anything we have done it's because of what Jesus has done all these things were conferred on us we are given to us we did not merit it by our own good doing or something It's solely what Jesus did. So my friend, God chose you. You are chosen. You are holy. And you are beloved. That is how your heavenly father sees you. It does not matter how you feel today. Or what's going on in your life. You are still chosen. You are still holy. And you are still God's beloved in Christ. Do not equate who you are in Christ to how you feel. Today I feel yucky. Oh no, God, I'm no longer a child of God. It's because God is now mad at me. No. God says you are chosen, holy and beloved and that's who you are in Christ forever and ever and ever despite how you feel and what's going on in your life. 1 Peter 2, 9 But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. I like this verse. You are a chosen race, all of us who are Christians. We are a royal priesthood. Royal. Do you know what it means to be royal? Your father is the king. A royal priesthood. We are priests for God. 
a holy nation, a people for his own possession. He owns us. He chose us out of the world to be holy, set apart, live a different kind of life, a life of the kingdom of God, a different kind of life from what the people of the world do or how they live. You have been chosen. You are royal. You don't want to be a prince that eats in the gutter. You are royal and you are a priest of God. You are holy and he owns you. And that's a good thing. He doesn't own you like a slave. He owns you like a parent. That's a good thing. Ephesians 1 4 For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his presence. Whoa! He chose you and I in Christ before the foundation of the world. How could that happen? Because God is God. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows actually those that will receive Christ and those that will not. Despite how many times you present him to them, he knows those that will say no. So he chose all those that will say yes in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless. So God chose you before the foundation of the world and God sees you holy and blameless in Christ. Holy and blameless because Christ is the one who makes us holy. The Bible actually says that he is our holiness. We are in him and the Father sees us as Christ's. He sees us in Christ. That's why he can say we are holy and blameless and all that. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who knew no sin to be seen on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the one that makes everybody to tilt, tilt, tilt. Most people who have never heard this before, when you tell them you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you are righteous in Christ, that's how God sees you. And they will begin to defend themselves. Oh no, I'm not righteous. Well, God knows that you're not doing everything you do correctly. In and of yourself, you are not. But thank God we are not in and of ourselves. Because if we could do that, Jesus wouldn't have come. But thank God that he made Jesus who never sinned to become sin on the cross on our behalf so that we, when we receive Christ, God will see us righteous. Oh, what a transaction. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Your wisdom supersedes everything. So, my friend, you are righteous in Christ. And God says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's why you need to be in Christ if you have not. Because if you have not, you are missing out a lot. 
And what you're going to miss when you leave this world is going to be a bigger loss. So my friend, if you have not received Jesus, receive him right now. So that God will make you his righteousness in Christ. So that you will become the righteousness of God in Christ. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So God is not condemning you. There is no condemnation for you. If you are in Christ Jesus, despite what you have done or even what you will still do in future because God forgave you all your sins in Christ, past, present and future once and for all. And the Bible says that the blood of Jesus continuously cleanses us. Jesus is our high priest. Right now in heaven he intercedes on our behalf. So God has dealt with sin once and for all. The book of Hebrews says that he's coming back not to deal with sin again. No, not to deal with sin again. But to give us our new bodies. Those who are eagerly waiting for him. His return. So God says that you have no condemnation. Any condemnation you get in your life is from the enemy. When he comes to bring what you did last year to you and condemn you, you're feeling so bad, tell him it is written. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ and he will disappear with his condemnation. 1 John 4.17 By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world as who is <laughs> as Jesus is so are you that's how God looks at you we believers in Christ underestimate who we are in Christ that is why Jesus says that those that believe in him will do what he did and even greater works than those will they do. But we read it, we just pass over it, brush over it. Oh, it's not for us today. It's for the people of the day of the Bible or the first apostles. He didn't say the first apostles. He said those that believe in him. If you believe in Christ, you can do everything he did. That's what he said. And here it's telling you it's because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Not when you die and go to heaven. Right now, if you are a believer, you are as Jesus is. You are not God. You are not the second person of the Godhead. But you are as Christ is. You are as Christ is right now. Because he has given us his authority we are his branches. Colossians 2.11 In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of your sinful nature with the circumcision performed by Christ and not by human hands. So Christ has put off 
your old nature from you. That sinful nature, that nature that wants to do wrong. But you will say, oh, but I still feel like doing wrong. But you have the power to say no. Before you came into Christ or before you received Christ, you did not have that power. Now you can say no to your flesh. To do what God says, you have to deny yourself. And that's what Jesus is saying. That anyone who does not deny himself daily and pick up his cross and follow him is not worthy of him. So that nature, that sinful nature, Jesus has put it off. And that's how God sees you. He sees you as someone who has been circumcised of the sinful nature. Someone who can stand up and say no to sin, no to the flesh, and no to anything that is not of God. He sees you as someone who can choose correctly the ways of God instead of the ways of the world. So you have been circumcised of your sinful nature. You can say no. That simple word no does a lot. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. You are blessed in Christ. That's how God sees you. He knew what he deposited in you when you received Christ. You may not know it, but he knew. And that's how he sees you blessed in Christ. You have favor with God. Unmerited favor. He has blessed you with spiritual blessing because God is spirit. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. And they come as spiritual blessings. Then when you receive them, they will begin to manifest in the physical realm where we live. When you receive your healing, it begins in your spirit. Then it will reach your physical body. So you are blessed. You are not cursed. Jesus has taken the curse for us on our behalf. Now we are blessed in Christ. When you are blessed, you are not cursed. Whatever you put your hand in goes well. So you are blessed in Christ. Begin to say it. I am blessed in Christ. Colossians 2, 13 to 14. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. So God has forgiven all your sins, all of them in Christ. You are forgiving all your sins past, present, and future. Yes, Jesus died before you were born. So he died for those that lived before he came from Adam and those that lived when he was there and those that are living now and those that will still live 
until he comes again. So all your sins are forgiven. And when God says all, he meant all. He says he canceled the record of the charges against us and nailed them to the cross. You know the law. When you disobey or fail in keeping the law, now you have a charge against you. All those charges he has nailed to the cross when Christ was nailed to the cross. Now you are forgiven and made alive with Christ. You are alive in Christ. God sees you as alive in Christ. Not the physical life, the real eternal life that comes from God. You have that. Somebody may be like, but I don't feel like that. It's not about feeling. You have to know what you have, believe it, receive it, call yourself that, then it will manifest. But don't make any mistake about it. You are forgiving whether you want to accept it or not. The enemy will trick you and make sure he keeps you in a mediocre state so that you don't know who you are in Christ. And you don't enjoy all these things. This is where you begin to enjoy eternal life. Because you have it right now. You have been made alive with Christ. Your sins are all forgiven. All of them. They have been cancelled. Ephesians 2.6 And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's how God sees you. When Jesus died, we died with him. He rose, we rose with him. We have been raised with him and we have been seated with him in the heavenly realms because we are in him. That's how God sees us. Ephesians 2.13 But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. We who were far away from Christ before, now we have been brought near to God through the blood of Christ. We did not know God before. We did not know who we are. We were just running away from God. But now we have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Thanks be to God. And to be near to God is a good thing. You hear his heartbeat when you are near to him. Ephesians 1, 7 In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Glory be to God. We have redemption through his blood. We have been redeemed from darkness into light, redeemed from sin, redeemed from everything that is not of God, redeemed from the bondage of the enemy, and we have been transferred into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. We have forgiveness of our trespasses, all our sins forgiven. Ephesians 1.13 in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, 
we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when you receive the Lord Jesus, the Father sealed you with the Holy Spirit. When He looks down on earth, He knows those who are His because they are sealed with the Holy Spirit. When God looks down, He sees you sealed with the Holy Spirit. So that's how He sees you. Whether you know that or not, whether you see the Spirit or not, God sees you sealed with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to see the Holy Spirit. You cannot see the Holy Spirit because He is a Spirit. You cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can sense Him. You can sense His presence. He speaks to you. He is the one that causes you to know the right thing to do. Romans 3.34 No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So God sees you as more than a conqueror in Christ. Through Christ who loved us. The word of God says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's because we are more than conquerors in Him. That's why we can do all things through Him. Everything is in Him and through Him. Matthew 5.14 You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. God sees you as the light of the world. The light that gives off light for others to see by. You are the light of the world. Whether you feel like it or not, that's how God sees you. Be the light. Shine the light wherever you are. Let the Spirit guide you on how to shine the light wherever you find yourself. Jesus is the ultimate light and because he lives in us, we are the light of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.18 All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You have been reconciled to God. God did that through Christ. You have been reconciled to God. So come back to God. Don't see yourself as far away from God or God far away from you. No, God has reconciled you to himself through Christ. There is no enmity between you and God. Jesus has taken care of that. So relax and enjoy your father. Enjoy your inheritance in Christ. The eternal life that Christ has given you. Galatians 4 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. God sees you as his son. Remember, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. You are his son if you have received Christ, and you are an heir. An heir of God. John 15:5. I am the vine and you are the branches. You are the branches of Christ. Jesus is the true vine and we are the branches. So the Father sees you as the branches of Christ and Jesus sees you as his branches. 
The branches do not worry about what to eat tomorrow. They just rest. They rest on the vine. And the vine brings the sap, feeds them, and they, in due time they bear fruit. That's what Jesus says. He says, the one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But it has to begin with you understanding and believing that you are the branch of Christ. You are his branch. That's how God sees you. Colossians 2.10 And you have been made complete in Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Somebody will dispute this. No, I am not complete. Well, again, it's not based on what you do or what you don't do. He says, in Christ. God has made you complete in Christ. It's not what Christ did plus your good works. It's what Christ did and what Christ did alone. You either receive it, accept it, believe it or not. But God sees you complete in Christ. God sees you complete in Christ. The earlier you begin to believe it, the better for you. So you don't have to do anything to, you know, be in God's good book. Jesus has made it happen for you. Receive it, enjoy it. Does that give you a license to go and sin? No. Jesus says that those that are forgiving much will love him much. And when you love him, you keep his commandment. That's how you show him that you love him. You don't go and sin more. No, you please him more. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. The Father sees you crucified with Christ and he raised you as a new creation and that's who you are as long as God is concerned. Doesn't matter how you feel or what people say or what you are taught in your church. This is what God says. And that's how he sees you. You are dead with Christ. You rose with him a new creation. Hebrews 10:14 For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. You are perfect in Christ. Christ has perfected you. Made you complete. You are perfect in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You are perfect in Christ. God sees you that way. So begin to tell yourself, if God says I'm perfect despite my flaws, I am perfect. Because God is not seeing you in your flesh. He is seeing you in your heart, your spirit. It's your spirit that was born again when you were born again, if you are born again. Hebrews 10.1 for the law is only a shadow of the good things to come, not the realities themselves. 
it can never by the same sacrifices offered year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship. So I put this here to let you know that the law or keeping the law or doing good things can never make you perfect. Only Christ can make you perfect and he has perfected you forever by his offering of himself on the cross. Hebrews 10.10 10, And by that will we have been sanctified through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Jesus has made us holy once and for all by the sacrifice of his body. Once and for all is once and for all. So there is nothing you do that will make you holy. It's only what Christ has done. But you can choose to walk in that holiness that he has made you by making sure that you keep yourself separate from the world, that you don't live the way the world is living. You have been made holy. Continue to be walk in that holiness. But doing things without Christ is not going to make you holy. You have to have Christ too. He is the one that makes you holy. Ephesians 5.26 To sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So Christ sanctified us and he continues to sanctify us every day by the washing of water through the word. In other words, the word of God is like water. It's like water that washes. Because every day we get contaminated with the world. What we see, what we hear, what we say. But when we listen to the word of God, it washes off all those things. Because we are still living in a fallen world. Because we are still living in the flesh. The enemy is here. Things are not the way God wants it to be yet. We are constantly being sanctified. So it will do you a whole lot of good to listen or read the word of God on a daily basis because it's like water. It washes you, cleanses you. All right. Christ is your identity. Do not see yourself through the eyes of the world. What you see on TV, on social media, who your peers say you are. Don't even see yourself through your own eyes. The thoughts the enemy brings to you. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm slow. I'm never going to do anything right. No. See yourself through the eyes of God because that is the reality. Whatever he says about you is the truth that will set you free. How others see you does not really matter. What matters is how you see yourself. If God sees you as we discussed above and you do not see yourself that way, you will be very limited in life. You will live a mediocre life. But when you see yourself correctly, the way God sees you, nothing will face you in life. Say what God says about you. Say it out loud. And in time, you will see yourself that way. Begin with, I am strong in the Lord. The Bible says, 
that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you can begin to say, I am strong. I am quick. I am sharp. I am rich. You know why? Because Jesus was made poor that you might become rich. I am rich. I am good looking. And I am a major blessing. Yes, we have been blessed to be a blessing. We are a major blessing to be in this world because we are the light of the world. We are blessed to be a blessing. You are good looking because you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. So you are good looking. That's why how you feel. You are good looking. God does not make anything that is marred. So my friend, these are some of the ways God sees you. As you continue to read the word of God, you will discover for yourself how your heavenly father sees you. And when you accept that, internalize it and begin to call yourself that, it will change and radically change your life and how you see others. All right, until I come your way next time, remain blessed. Know that the Father sees you differently from how the world sees you. And how he sees you is really who you are. Embrace it and enjoy it. In Jesus' name, amen.